you are now tuned in, ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, everybody between and beyond that binary understanding to the Straight No Chaser podcast. Thank you once again for joining us. You know, we made it once again, and we're glad you're tuning in. We're just four foot dudes, uh, in this case, three, that just kind of known each other for 20-something years and like to get together every now and then and try to discuss the world's ills one drink at a time. So thank you for joining us. Get your libations out. Fellas, uh, I'm going to let you introduce yourselves. Go for it. Rasheen. What up, y'all? Ra's in the house. Um, you ain't asked, but I'm just going to offer it up. And yeah. a little, little red wine, a little red wine. You know, you what's going on, Lisa? Lisa up in the first one in the comments with us this week. How you doing, young lady? What up, what up, Lisa? Well, KG, Keltrick, Ra calls me K. She's like the only person in the world that calls me K. So if I ever hear that, I know it's only my brother. <laughs> so uh, I'm sipping on some tequila per usual. And this tequila is brought to you by the company called Ka. Mm. It is a rust posado. And the artistic uh, nature of this bottle is rather exquisite. There you have uh, it. You you know you know why I call you Cage though, right? I have no I have no idea. John, you know? Um, I've always thought that it was just like a way of saying KG. Because I, I I really don't like the nickname. I don't like nicknames that are initials. I, I just what? don't KG. Wait a minute, is that really your nickname? Am I the only person that calls you KG? I know that other people. No, no, no. Actually, people that start calling me KG until I got to college. Really? Like everybody, everybody from 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 Gary, Indiana calls me Keltrick. Nobody calls me KG. Really? Nobody. Yeah, yeah. So it only so happened at college. And everyone was calling you KG. So I just figured K A G E Cage. Yeah. That's yeah. I, I I call you Cage. Yeah. What's going on, Dally? How you feeling? Dally. But at at work now, I'm I got real comfortable, like in terms of just saying, you know, it is what it is. So people call me KG at work now too. Speaking of nicknames, you see Tina Cole Merritt up in there. She likes the Vega Vera. Vera. Go ahead, you. John. John you. With the Vega Vera. Twitter has some funny ass handles. Yeah, but oh, I'm drinking John's handles. Vodka and um <laughs> Mountain Dew. So let's get amongst it. That's a that's an interesting combination. It is. It is. It's delicious. <laughs> well, what's up, catch up? What up, Nisha? That's my cousin now. Renisha is in the house. Yeah, man. I wanted to apologize. I'm in Facebook jail. Uh, you know, I'm a recidivist. What can I say? Put some money on my books. I can't say out the penitentiary. It is what it is. Always. But hey, you know. Yeah, and I, I don't I don't I'm not on Facebook as most people I've said this plenty of times on the out of, of, of Ooh. Yes. Thank What's you. up, Patrice? But yes, yes T. Nicole, I didn't, but you, you can do it for us. Hello, Nicole. I'm Please. sorry, I'm cutting I'm cutting into John's time. Go ahead, John. I'm no, no, no. I'm, hey, we got time. That's the whole point, I think, of this whole show. But um, I did want to ask. We ain't got that much time. We got plenty of time, man. Well, we should take advantage of the time that we got. Who is your childhood crush? Okay, yeah, go for this it. This is super easy. Super easy. Go ahead. Now, is this at what age are we talking about? That's important. And, and um, make sure you're clear. Childhood celebrity crush, not not the person you know that don't know one know because they you know they were sitting on the bench with you. Yeah. In middle school, don't know one yeah. know who was your yeah. celebrity crush. Right. This is easy. I got three. Keisha not pulling him. Okay. Okay, Fruity. Tatiana Ali. Okay. Janet Jackson. Okay. All right. All right. What All right. era of Janet Jackson? It's important. Uh, the era of anytime, any place. Okay. Jackson. Okay. Um, 
I was liking Janet Jackson in the uh in the Black Cat video. Ooh, I'm not, I, that was, those was tight too. But <laughs> yeah, yeah. at that point, at the anytime, any place, you a little older than I am. Anytime, any place, Janet was. I was like a teenager. I was I was ripe at that point. Okay, all um, right. It was like yo. I mean, but so does that count as a childhood crush? I mean, if he was a teen. Well, I see y'all getting technical with it. You know okay. what I'm talking about. All right. You know, all the above. Okay, okay, okay. All right, Tina Cole said all of them. What's going on, Rashawn? I see you up in the comments. Lisa said um, Michael Jackson. Mm -hmm. um, celebrity crush. Uh, Patrice is talking to LL Cool J. All right, so my my, my celebrity crush, y'all, don't clown me on this. We might. I'm absolutely I, I, you know, I'm a, I'm a little older than y'all. <laughs> Whoopi Goldberg? Nothing wrong with Whoopi Goldberg. Stop, don't I, do I, that. You said don't clown him. I'm, Actually, Whoopi, 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 Whoopi. Hey, jumping Jack Flash era Whoopi kind of exactly. going on. Whoopi had a little something. She was sitting on a little something. He older. Um, that's why I asked the question. Right, right, right. Childhood crush. I was thoroughly in love with Linda Carter. Oh, Wonder Woman. I grew up watching Wonder Woman Linda on television. Oh, Wonder Woman. Uh, Wonder, Wonder, Wonder okay. Woman. Yeah. Yes, the the, yeah. the television Wonder Woman. Hey, I, she, she's like she, her. She was an Amazon brunette. She, she yeah, was, she was pretty. You know, she you know she half white, half Mexican. You know, I'm kind of shocked you picked that one though. No, but Wait listen, when I, half you talk white, about half what Mexican. Okay. Um, when I was a kid, we talk about childhood. You right. learn something right. new every day on, on on Straight No Chase the podcast. Y'all should keep listening. We talk about Kitty Crush. That's how I was a kid. Like, so there was not a lot of black representation on television and in the movies and all that. Drinking out of a boot, John. It wasn't a lot of black representation. So you know, that's fair. She came on TV. I was like, get it, Wonder Woman. Do it a little spin, turn to. Uh, yeah. I was in like, love. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. tell you who. I'm gonna tell you who was fighting. Lisa, Lisa from Saved by the Bell. She was fired. Mm -hmm. Yeah, those um, are all. Those are all typical pretty girls that came on television that I saw when I got older. I'm talking about the ones that were just Linda Carter was a woman. Y'all sleeping on two. She was a woman. Lisa, Lisa from Cult Jam. Mm. Fire. Yes. yes. And uh, everybody's most <laughs> R-rated movie. Apollonia and Vanity. Apollonia, yeah. Apollonia was nice. Yeah, let's talk about Arnold Schwarzenegger. Hard eyes. Okay. Jan was talking about Tevin Campbell. Oh, wow. Hey, man. Hey. Everybody got their thing, you know? Exactly. So, so listen, y'all, I'm just going to, y'all got to bear with me. I'm, I'm going to play something, and then I'm going to ask for your response. I'm going to play it from... This mark. Right there. Hold on. <laughs> Doing the most. Stevie, why am I in bed with you right now? No, he said you want to. Um... You're, you're a distraction. You're you're a distraction. We trying to. Talk no, about you're a distraction. Camera. No, you're a distraction. We're talking about you. Pick the camera. <laughs> Where do you want me to take the camera to? That's a distracting angle. This one. <laughs> this is a mess. I cannot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why we do this right here. I do this for this. Right here. Okay, okay. You do this for this. Okay, but I want to get serious because you talked about. All right, we stop it right there. Let me ask y'all. What was he doing? Well, what you didn't show, he asked the girl to come over there and give him some head. He he mouthed like, "Hey, come give me," you know. And then the short answer is, the presumable answer is, he was. He's getting sucked off. He was he was pulling a uh, what was it a is it was it D'Angelo in in the music video is that what the the dude 
What was the Allegedly. dude? Allegedly. Yeah. Allegedly. Yeah. But I mean, the only, only reason only reason people even think that he was doing this because there's an earlier clip, there's a different clip where he he mouths like, Hey, can you come, you know, perform these oral services on me? He's not talking, he wasn't talking to the reporter, he was talking to somebody no. that was in the room. Yeah. With him. And you and there's a and then in that angle right where I was showing a woman's hand or what right. looks what appears to be a woman's hand, you know, it had women characteristics like fingernails and stuff like that, you know. What you what trying to say? He said, what appeared to be a woman's hand was, was in the screen. Another person's hand was in the screen. How about that? I don't want to get in trouble with nobody. And then it kind of went down a little path and he he, he didn't he didn't confirm or deny it. I'll say now, that. Now look for those for those that are, for those who are listening and didn't quite catch any name um drops, this is a video of Stevie J doing a, a, a video interview. He is topless in the bed. And he is showing himself from just above the belly button up. So there is an insinuation in terms of the way he's talking, the way he's presenting himself, that he's being topped off at the moment. What's what's the problem? What's top off me? He is uh, uh, he. Someone is performing fellatio on him. Yeah, I said he was getting sucked off. So, so someone was yeah. performing fell fellatio. So look, it, let's let's just back it up. All right, outside of yo shock value, and as um, who put it in the comments? Clout chasing. Someone put in the comments that yeah, if, if attention, uh, Timu put in the, if 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 attention, Ho was a person. <laughs> aside, I mean, from, does he have some music or something coming out, or like what? Like what's the purpose? Why was she even interviewing him? Is my question. Look, look, he's 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 a pivotal he's a pivotal figure in 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 my generation of. R&B. I mean, he Pivotal. was he was producing a lot of stuff in that whole bad boy era. Okay, yo, yes, Stevie had already made his money and made his acclaim before he was doing the show. So, yo, I could see yo people at least talking about King of Messy TV. I could see people still wanting to hear from him. Maybe he got some music coming out. But you trying to get an interview done? You trying to yeah. get an interview as a professional, right? Do you feel that that is so unprofessional that you should just be like, you know what? Thanks. Appreciate you. Salute. Uh, absolutely have, have not. Have a happy ending. No, 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 no. That, because this way, more people are paying attention to that show, whatever it might have been. I guarantee you, she's got, that's the most hits and eyeballs and everything that she has ever gotten. I mean, people know what they're doing when they get on the internet. You know what I'm saying? And do certain things. And it's kind of manipulative. And we all fall into it. I know that him and uh, he's like married to Faith, I believe. Right? Yeah, Faith Evans. Are they still there? I don't know. Divorce. I don't know. I can't even. Either they get a divorce or they are divorced. One of the two. Either way, it's untoward in my opinion. But you know, people do anything on the internet to generate interest, and you got to you know pay the bills some kind of way. So I imagine that she's very excited. The reporter and the website that originally had this whole thing. You know, it is what it is. It's the world we in. Yeah, I'm with you, John. I, I believe that attention is a hell of a drug, right? And he has a lot of memes out there and he has a lot of moments in internet cultural lore, culture lore where he remains relevant. This just adds to that experience and that that umbrella of who this guy is. So right. I think the reporter had every right to stop the interview because it was completely unprofessional. But I, I think John was on the money when he said this helped boost that person's ratings. So people are now going to see how she reacts and responds to these type of things in the future. It's no different than Chris Rock, right? You know, his stock will go up because he got slapped. Her stock will go up because this dude 
His stock will go up. His ticket, his uh, ticket sales skyrocketed after he got slapped. Come on now. Yeah, yeah come on I, now. But people, still, people I don't start, know. People that's a little bit like, different. You the you the people, king of, of people start no 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 no, no 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 <laughs> the people right. gonna start clicking on her, more people are gonna click her site. Agree. I don't agree with that because of this viral clip. All I'm right. saying is the streams will go up for both of them, and then it's up to them if they if they keep it there. That's it. Man, I'm I'm going I'm going channel Big Ox right now because he ain't with us. Man, f Stevie J, f Stevie <laughs> J, f the reporter, yo, f the person who shot it, f the shorty that came through and gave him head, f them like all, Tupac. man. Tupac, it's okay, it's okay. Speaking of crazy situations, I don't know how into reality TV y'all are, but it's you know it's big out there. There's a show called Love Is Blind. Have you heard of this show? Okay. I have now. Okay. So basically with Love is Blind, it's on Netflix. Basically the premise is people get into like a little uh, bubble and they can only communicate with each other and they kind of match up together, but they never actually see each other. So it's a lot of communication and, you know, I don't want to give the storyline away, but in short, the two people don't see each other and then they got to decide if they're going to get together or not. So, that's the whole so, so do you want me to play this real quick? Yeah, go ahead. Play the little video. <laughs> Why he's pulling the video up? I would get the storyline. I mean, it's it's relevant. I mean, it's a whole bunch of different kind of stories like this. They got married at first sight, uh, ready for love. I mean, they all variations on the same thing. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it's, but with it's this, different stuff. This love is different, love but it's different, the same kind of thing. In the sense that that they you are you are you are courting someone that you you're not seeing at all. Right. You, you're trying to make a determination as to whether or not. You want to you want to connect with them just based off of the the back and forth banter. Mm-hmm. You're not paying. You're not you're not really paying quote unquote paying attention to the physicals because you can't see them. Right. And yeah. then after you get past that point, it's like you suppose you're supposed to propose to this person. If they say yes, then you live with this person. And then you you trip to Mexico. It, it, yeah. yeah. And then you meet. They meet all your peoples. You meet all their peoples and. And then you get married. What I don't know is, do, do you win any money in this show? What I'm assuming there's a there's a stipend of some type for all these shows. You wanna, yeah. All right, so let me let me play the piece. Let me play the piece. I love buying clothes for girls. Yeah, what's your size? <laughs> you like working out? Yeah, not a huge fan. Really? Yep. Ooh, I get along best with individuals that do work out. Will you marry me? That's never the response you want. <laughs> Yikes. I shock you. A Botox. Yes. As soon as I see her, it's going to be two hands. Boom. I already let her know from here on out. She's within a two mile radius from me. That booty is not safe. Oh my God. Hi. Oh my God. For those that can't oh hear see this, he's kissing her oh, aggressively, grabbing her buddy. If we were to be at a music festival, you- do you like being on a guy's shoulders? Yeah, you're up for the challenge, you can pick me up. <laughs> yeah, but um, will I have trouble picking you up? Wow. I have a huge- Please stop right there. He yeah. said, but will I have trouble picking you up? Wow. Yeah. So, I mean, 
basically the question that I have, is there a question that you would ask where you would be able to like figure out if the person you're talking to is black or not? You understand what I'm saying? Just ask them. I think I, I think that the way you teed this up, or part of it is a little interesting because conceptually, it's all about conversation. It's conversation before connection. And so they converse exclusively. So you're talking, asking questions. It's, it's kind of like um, the love connection to some extent where you get an opportunity to ask questions to people. And if you vibing with somebody, you have an opportunity to go into these cues or these little things and have more conversation. And so you have to get to know someone intellectually, so to speak, before you get to see them physically. And the reason this guy asked his woman to marry him, I, I presume I haven't seen the show or not, but the way I, the way it kind of read, the reason he asked that question is because whatever she said and whatever that dialogue was back and forth, it was so intense enough for him. Like, hey, can't you know? Would you like to marry me? I, <laughs> I get it to some extent. Like, if, if you're talking to somebody, because you can definitely vibe with somebody. That's what happened on the internet. A lot of people don't see each other. They just. Text back and forth, and next thing you know, you want to hook up, and it's like, oh yeah, catfish happens. Hello, every wait, time. wait, 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 wait. Here you are, the king of the shady comparisons. You you meet people on the internet and hooking up is different than meeting people blind and getting married. Yeah, I mean, but the people of the show is ridiculous. We I'm get that. But I mean, let's no, not act like different. people don't. Let's not act like people don't get on these shows just to hook up. That's not. I'm. I'm going based off of the premise of the the comparison you presented. You don't have to stick with the person. Like you can. The the whole show is freedom of choice. It's yeah. not like it's not like you're you're paired off with someone and you and it's like it's make or break with this person. You get to have a conversation with whoever you want. Mm -hmm. It's fifteen men, fifteen women. I did my research. Right. Fifteen men, fifteen women. And if you pair off with one and you kind of like what they're talking about, then you say, I want to spend more time with this person to have a conversation. And if it progresses, it progresses. If it doesn't, you move on to somebody else. So just like the internet. However, on the internet, in theory, at least you can at least see that person. Now they might be lying. They might be catfishing, they but be, you know. they might be catfish. But you, be have, catfish. you have an opportunity. You in theory. Experience. In theory. But I, I feel where you're coming from, where you're supposed to connect to somebody and you know, you talk to them a lot. And I mean, that's there's some validity to that kind of thing. But this whole like show. I don't know, man. These reality shows, I feel like they are all of these shows like Married at First Sight, Ready to Love. I know that they are all different, but they all kind of like about the same thing, relationships and how to make them work. And, you know, what does this, that and the third all in efforts to get married or something like that. With this one, I, it boggles my mind that you can marry somebody before you've actually seen them. I know that that works in some cultures because they do that. But you are set up by like your family members and shit. You know what I'm saying? I'm just going to address something in terms of the question you brought up, right? I believe, I feel that I could tell, and for the most part, if I'm talking to somebody who's black. Oh, yes. Now, there are, there, there will be some exceptions to that rule. Right. You know, maybe, you know, Shorty was, you know, grew up in California, wasn't around an overwhelmingly black community and, Maybe her tone is a little bit different. She does that up talk thing that a lot of white girls they do that up talk. Maybe she a whole does lot that. Of people do that. But for the most part, like people yeah. like sounding black and sounding white, there's no such thing. No, there is a such thing as sounding black. Agreed. And, and it don't mean that you speak you speak in any bonics, the black vernacular or broken English. There is a tone 
to a black sound. So I wouldn't have to ask her, you know, what was your favorite Biggie line off, you know, <laughs> Life After Death? I'm, I wouldn't have to ask her. Those, so, so, so did your mama wash her chitlins with vinegar and salt? Or <laughs> did she use bleach? Yeah, I, I wouldn't have to ask her no stupidness like that because <laughs> I, I can pretty much tell from talking to a sister. No, you need to learn that kind of shit. Like, is it Big Joker, Little Joker, or, you know... Yeah, a lot of black, a lot of black women don't play spades. But are they really black then? That's one of them cliffhanger y'all, questions. Y'all answer that question in the comments. There's no chaser. If, if if you don't play spades, are you really black? If you don't learn how to play spades, you just have to. Especially nowadays, you can get on the app, you can figure it out. There's no excuses anymore, internet. But we're glad that y'all tuned in to Straight No Chaser the podcast. I mean, I think your question around essentially, you know, colorism is. An interesting one. So it brings up, you know, for those who, you know, are on social media, there was a, a video that this person who ran track, I can't think of her name right now. I think it's like Bonner, so I forget her first name. The Jamaican sister. Yeah, she ran track. She's Jamaican, but she lives in the States. And beautiful chocolate skin. And in the video that she shows, she progressively she progressively begins to get lighter and lighter and lighter and lighter until she's you know, essentially the black individual that we saw in the beginning no longer exists. I didn't know this until I kind of started looking this up, but colorism obviously is a big thing. Oprah did a documentary on a documentary on it in 2015 called Color is Blind. Hmm. This industry is an eight billion dollar a year industry globally. And in the US alone, people spend two point three billion dollars of light in their skin. Wow. And that's the thing that I wanted to um make sure that we highlight because you didn't necessarily say it. Before she started getting lighter and lighter and lighter in in her in her clip, her video clip, she's showing bottles of yeah. of skin lightening liquid Crazy. that she's about to use, yeah. and she tracks you through when it starts to get spotty, all the way to the point where it's it's bleached, and she gets and she looked she looked like she and the sister was nice and chocolate, and now she look she looks like really Michael good. Jackson, yeah, Michael Jackson, like you yeah. know Sammy Sosa. Yeah. But what if she had some kind of skin pigmentation thing? Because I, I want to say that I saw something did. about that later on. She, she didn't did. say she did. She just she just wanted to be light skinned. Right. Um, and I guess my question to you guys is. And then she said that after using the product, stopping, she stopped using the products. And after, I think it said like six years, she was still, or maybe it was six months. I got to go back and double check. She was still light. And yeah. she was celebrating that. Like, I don't yeah. even use it no more. And I, you know, I retain my lightness. This this was a goal of hers. A a admittedly, this was her goal was to become, you know, light skinned. Mm. And my yes, question to you guys, from a colorism perspective, how do you see, you know, colorism playing a role in this? And why mm. do you think, why do you think the system would do so? Why do you think people kind of go down this path? What's the benefit of it? Outside of a medical condition. I know you brought that up, Jay, but outside of a, of a medical condition, why in the world? But people legitimately want to go down this path. They project this industry to be twelve billion dollars in the next, you know, five years. Mm. That's significant. All right. So, so I'll start with this. You, you, you never know the baggage other people are carrying. You never know the the trauma that they have gone through, and you don't get to decide how people are traumatized by what they come in contact with. And, and I will say there are people who will look at kids and you see this, especially in like uh, Latin Caribbean countries, you know, like don't stay out in the sun in the summertime. You're going to get too dark. 
Right. You see, you see grandmamas favoring lighter babies over darker babies. It's real. And then having that, that had that experience. And then yeah. having and then commenting on you're negatively commenting on a now that's a symptom of a different illness, mental illness. You know, grandmama's yeah. suffering. But you don't illness. Yeah, that's a mental illness. When you when you black and you don't like blackness, I think you're crazy. That's my own. That's, I'm, that's, that's my own personal opinion. I'm not a professional. I'm uh, you know. Right. I don't do this. I think you're crazy. When you don't like what you reflect, get out of here with that. But <laughs> I do think um she may be traumatized, and she mm-hmm. feels the deal with her trauma is to get lighter and lighter and lighter. And um as Nicole Cameron said, self hate. Right. Self hate. Yeah. This just know? made me want to hug my daughter and be like, try to reinforce to her. You know what I'm saying? You're good enough as is. You know, we see about, we read about this kind of stuff on the internet all the time, pressure that people feel to adhere to a certain kind of look, whether it be the color of their skin or the length of the hair or texture of the hair or whatever it might be. It's an unfortunate thing that I think women especially have to deal with more so than men do. It's messed up. It shouldn't be that way, but it is. I understand, you know, in her culture, and she made pain, she was like at pain to say, you know, I'm Jamaican, it's okay, basically. She did you know say that. Yeah, she yeah. So I can't really speak to what is acceptable, what is not. I'm not in her shoes. I don't see much of a philosophical moral difference between this and getting the BBL, you know what I'm saying? Or whatever kind of plastic surgery you want to get. It's an effort to change your appearance to better reflect who you feel like you are. So, you know, God bless her. You know, she got to do what she got to do. I don't want my children to ever feel like their natural God given whatever it is, is not enough. But you know what I'm saying? People make them kind of decisions all the time. Yeah. I think it's interesting that you said that you don't see the difference between this and elective surgery. I think they're in the same book, but totally different chapters. In my opinion, if you don't like your skin complexion, to Rob's point, you don't like you, like the totality of who you are, you want to change. Like you got to go through from head to toe, this applying this stuff with regularity. Mm -hmm. If you want to enhance, change aspects of your physical appearance, I mean, I ain't ain't my cup of tea, but I get why people, you know, want to do that. You know, people who have, people have, people who have breast cancer and they get a breast augmentation to kind of help offset having a mastectomy, I can't, you can't, you can't, that's a totally different thing than saying, I want to bleach my skin. Uh, yes, I that, that is your, that's valid. Sister has a mastectomy. She gets breast augmentation so she can level out and it looks full. I get that. But then you also got sisters who hop on a plane and go to Columbia or wherever, uh, wherever it's cheaper and do it for confidence reasons. They want to feel more confident about their body. What's the difference that, between and that's, this and, that's and a bunch of fake teeth? It, confidence. It, it's like, are people not supposed to get braces? That's what I'm saying. What's the difference? I, I don't see the difference. Like, either yeah, way they, it goes. They, they, it, could be a, it could be a health concern with the teeth. Okay. how the teeth are. You know what I'm saying? So you may right. need braces because of it affect other things down the line. If I oh, ever got real money, I'm going to Columbia and getting the Steve Harveys. I'm getting them 50 cents. Man, I heard it was like $50 hey, down there. But all right, so let me ask you this. When I come across young black girls, elementary to middle school, and when I can assess that the situation is safe to have comments like this, like they're with their parents, you know, mama, daddy, whatever, I may make a comment like, oh, sis, look at all that chocolate skin. I look at that hair. That hair is full. You do say stuff. I've seen you do that. Yes. Because people don't, they don't put enough emphasis on the beauty behind curly, kinky, hair, full full lips, chocolate skin. They don't put the emphasis on it. 
And I don't know what they may be getting in the elementary school because we remember African booty scratcher, you know, burnt yeah. toast, you know, all right. these little, you know, you look like a razor. We know all these little colorist things that get kids say against kids. Right. Now, the other point that, that I think either John or KG brought up that it may be different or the same for, for dudes. I think it's a little bit different for dudes because dudes yeah, get clowned if they light skin. They on that, uh, they on that album. Kind of Williams. You know, now right. we in the era where you got to be Morris Chestnut and Tay Diggs for people to give you love. Two things I want to bring up. One, I think more men are now traveling down this path of enhancements and stuff like that, too. Michael Jackson was the first like public person that we knew that did something like this. You got Sammy Sosa and others now kind of in this enhancement path. So I think men are catching up mm -hmm. in this society. The second thing that I'll say, and I learned this, is that for girls, for women, after fifth grade, their self-confidence deteriorates until they get into their 40s. The static, mm. the statistics, data that all that talks about all of this, I get it, right? But to your point, Ra, I don't know what contributes to that thought process or those experiences, but I, I do know kids are mean. And I do mean. think that there's uh, parents and families play a significant role in, in, in encouraging and creating self-confidence. But as a father of a daughter, it's it's really it's really devastating to to know that there's a likelihood that she will lose confidence in herself when she gets to the fifth grade, and and it, it goes down from there. Like that's just, just that shit just sucks. I say and I say again. Sometimes I think Thanos was correct. <laughs> Damn, how we get here? How we get to half the of all living beings must disappear, man? Because we're, we're doomed, man. I can. We're doomed. The way like, we treat each other, the way we talk about each other, the way we talk to each other, woo. like a lot of the, a lot of issues, like little little chocolate girls come up, is coming from the people around them. Facts. You know what I'm saying? It's coming from the, the children, the adults, the folks who are supposed to be there to protect them. And and now you want to put lightning cream and bleaching cream all on mm. your skin because you have been beaten down with this idea that black is bad. And, 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 and yeah, we could say, oh, white supremacy and da da da. That has a role. That definitely has a role. But at some point in time, adults need to be adults. Yeah. Need to be responsible for the stuff they say and do. And, well, that's and, power in words. You know, your words have power, your thoughts have power. And, you know, what you think, what you say, those things can come into reality. If you believe and think positive things, I would say positive things will probably happen in, in, to you and around you. But so, you, can't, you can't positive thought your way into lighter skin. Like she, I'm sure that these people, she decided to make this decision and she is probably reaping the benefits socially of having this skin tone in her community. I'm a hundred percent sure she didn't do this and people ain't looking at her like, oh my God, what have you done? They like, you probably look, she's that much hotter. You know what I'm saying? She's I, that much more attractive. She did it for that, a reason. I would say the camp is not probably mixed. There are people who are looking at her like, why would you do this to yourself? And the other people who are probably saying, you know what, you should probably, you know, you look great. It's the reason why people still get these BBLs and everything else electively without without potential, like from the masses, without merit. Right. People are doing these things electively to themselves. It's, it's, listen, it's prerogative. They can do whatever they want to do. I could care less. Exactly. But when you look at some of the work that people get done to themselves and it's disproportionate to their natural physique. I like to look at the work. People be like, man, why did you do that? What was going on? John, John, it looks you like good. You like the work, right? Well, I mean, I follow some plastic surgeons. You know, I'm into that world yes. because it is a whole reconstructive surgery world out there. Y'all know about that. things, jangles and things. Yeah, niggas. I watched Nip Tuck. You know, Nip Tuck was fantastic when I was watching that with my with my wife, then then girlfriend, then fiance, then wife. You know, Nip Tuck was a show on FX. Right. Check it out. It was a great show, fellas. We need a recommendation for the people. Go ahead. Uh, I'm catching up on comments. I'm catching up okay. on comments. While, while we doing that, 
I just want to say Rasheem has been an extreme. He's been extreme in his commentary today. Crazy. But, Off the hook. He's trying to make yeah. up for Neil. That's what's That's going what I'm on. doing. I'm trying to make yeah. up for yeah. You're doing a good job, too, because you can't <laughs> off the wall. Shout out, Neil. Shout out to Neil. My recommendation is Tito's Vodka. Goes well with everything. Great mixer. And very, very smooth from the great state of Texas. That is my recommendation for the people. Yes, sir. All right. There was a, a shooting in the New York area recently, and we just want to make sure to send out our sh- uh, thoughts and prayers to those who been impacted by that. Right. But I, I say that to say we are in a very interesting time in our life. We got the war in Ukraine. We got the brother that was killed by the police officer shot in the back of the head. I mean, just all kind of crazy stuff kind of happening in our society. And Listen. we need some positive stuff. So if you want something positive, check out this group music. Check out this group by the name of Surfaces. They got some really cool tracks. Just check them out. Shout me out. Give me a tag, tag me, whatever. But Listen to Surfaces, listen to some good music, and I think you will enjoy their content. That's my recommendation for the people. Cheers. <laughs> um, my recommendation is that you all take a trip down to Savannah, Georgia. It's a dope one. That's a good one. Yes. Take a trip down to Savannah. Hear the ancestors call your name while you're down there, too. You hear when the wind blows. Wow. Tell me. It's feeding your spirit on Straight No Chase of the podcast. Yeah, I yeah. love it. Yeah, y'all, y'all need to, y'all, y'all need to take a trip down to Savannah. Stay on the waterfront, walk the waterfront. You know, right. there are a bunch of you know walking tours down there. You know, dealing with black folk, of course, do the black people stuff. Food is off the chain. Um, do the black people stuff. Do the black people stuff. <laughs> hey, I'm gonna give you a little known fact about Savannah. Forrest Gump was filmed in Savannah. The part where he sat on the bench waiting for the bus to come that was filmed in Savannah, Georgia. They probably got a plaque on that bench too. I'm sure they do. Yeah, they have a Segway tour. We, you know, to your point, Rod, my wife and I, we went there too. It's a fantastic experience. I told Rod was telling us he was going, but did you have a blast? It was very relaxing. It's peaceful. The food is fantastic. Did you go to the pink house? Um, no, didn't make it to the pink house, but I mean, we went to a bunch of spots. It was just yeah, yeah, all the same. Um, yeah. Jules was like, uh, she asked how the white folk out there. Um, the ones that that, wow. that I came in contact with cool savannah is 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 very um the area that you know we was in very diverse yeah very very culturally um diverse and maybe because you got the art institute down there and you know artists uh tend to be a little more you know liberal um but yeah um what 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 lisa's talking about lisa said in the comments that everyone is pleasant i i did not meet one white folk who who made me want to look at them like yeah it was it was dope yeah, yeah, I agree. I, I think I think people, I don't know if Jewel is this person or not, but go ahead and travel, man. Get out there, travel, experience she travel. things. She travel. I don't know who she I is. I know you don't know, but I'm just yeah, saying. I'm just saying people out there and travel, experience it. White people going white people in, in, in the in the diverse amount of ways. Black people going black folk in a diverse amount of ways. So just go out there and experience it. Come back and let us know how you you know what your experience was like. It's if, trying to go to the West. If you know if, you, if if I was to paint a picture, think French Quarter, think New Orleans, but grown up. And clean. It doesn't smell as bad. Yeah, yeah. Grown up and clean. Like mature, like yeah, people still got their open containers. They walk on the street, they drinking, but you ain't gonna see them on the corner, you know, at the corner vomiting up all the vodka. You know, it wow. is, it is, it is very. And I still love me some New Orleans. Don't don't get it twisted. My favorite city in the country. Yeah, yeah, not so much Hilton Head. Did, that is true, Aisha. Did, I heard that story too. By the way, that was horrible. Yeah, we did not like Hilton Head. Hilton <laughs> Head was trash. All right. Yeah. 
Well, uh, on that note, Straight No Chaser, the podcast is a production of Dana Bingham Guanilio of Makita Filmworks. And our theme song, which I love, gets me hyped every time. Music was produced by Midnight Michael. Thank you for listening once again. Please like, share, subscribe to the show. We're available everywhere. Tell your mama we said hey. Tell your daddy we said bye. Exactly. And with, <laughs> without, we out.